All right, and welcome to number 13 in our series of Patient Centre Medical Home webinars on a Thursday lunchtime. Uh, and uh, it's Dan Ewald here in the Ballina office uh, in the northeast corner of New South Wales, and I'm joined again by Taya Prescott, who's our expert on health literacy. And we're going to dig a little deeper into one aspect of that today, which is something that uh, we can be doing pretty much every day or 20 times a day when we're seeing our patients. So tell us about how this fits into health literacy. Sure. So I thought, first of all, we could have just a really quick recap of health literacy, and then I'll talk about the strategy that we're going to be looking at today. So health literacy is about how we communicate. You can see that the definition of health literacy um, down the bottom there is about individual health literacy. So a person's ability to access information, understand and act on that information. But what we can actually do is look at how we communicate in order to empower people to be able to understand that information regardless of their level of individual health literacy. And we know that about 60% of people don't have the level of health literacy needed to use and understand day-to-day -day health information. And about 40 to 80% of people are walking away from our appointments forgetting um, the information, forgetting about that amount of the information that we provide them. So what we were going to talk about today is something called Teachback. It's an evidence-based health literacy strategy and it's about improving our communication. So this is really big. This is... This is an underlying theme about how much people, our communities can benefit from all the health services that we're involved in providing. And in one of the early steps of that is, do they really get what we're talking about? That's exactly right. So this is a practical thing that we can do to help people get what we're on about. Yeah? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's based on evidence. It's been shown that it works and that it supports people to walk away from appointments with that information that we've checked for understanding, um, cemented and able to recall that and act on it later. So do you want me to tell you a little bit about how it works? Yeah, let's do it. Great. So you, it's called Teach Back. It can also be called Show Me if you're demonstrating something, for example, how to use an asthma puffer. But it's basically a way to confirm understanding. And it's used to check whether people understand what we've explained to them. And if the person does understand, they're able to accurately teach back that information to us in their own words. So there's a few steps to teach back and what it really, the basis is asking people to repeat back to us in their own words um, what they need to know or do and we're asking them in a non-shaming way. So we're not saying, okay, so um, we, I'll give you a test now. It's really about um, asking just um, in a conversational type way, uh, what are you going to tell your husband about what we've spoken about with the changes in your medication today and getting that person to... Um, contextualise the information in their own lives. Um, and if people then um, teach it back to us and there are any errors, we can then pick them up and we can reteach the information and we can use different language. We can maybe then pull in some visual aids um, and to make sure that we have actually conveyed that. Yeah, look, I, I can remember times when I felt like the person's not grasping all that I'm saying mm -hmm. and... Part of me wants to say, do you get it? Can you, do you understand what I'm saying? But that would be a bit of a shame job on them. Um, so other ways to cover that ground is going to be really useful. 
Yeah, that's exactly. So there's a few suggestions and here are a few sample ways that we can say it and really saying, I want to be sure that I explained everything clearly. So taking it on board um, as we're not testing you, but I just want to check myself. So can you please just explain back to me what we've just talked about so I can make sure that I have explained that well? Um, or as I said before, what will you tell your husband maybe about the changes? So just taking a slightly different angle or um, you, the last one is we've gone over a lot of information today. So this might be in a health coaching type way. Um, can you tell me how you'll make this work at home? I really like that last one because mm -hmm. not only is it a review of the information, but it's are they able to manipulate the information, mm -hmm. use the information and apply mm -hmm. it to their setting. Yeah. So, you know, we've talked about, uh, taking this tablet twice a day, mm -hmm. um, where do you think that'll fit into your normal daily routine? Yeah. And they can say, well, I'll have it with breakfast and dinner. And then I know they've got mm. not only what the message is but how they're going to use it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And particularly, I, I use that a lot when I'm promoting something which I think is probably a lot more difficult than taking a tablet, like mm -hmm. how are you going to do your exercise mm -hmm. and how are you going to do it when it's raining? Mm -hmm. That's, they're really good questions because they're often barriers that uh, the information has been understood, but as soon as there's a barrier, then that falls away straight away. And so if we suggest, if we give people those little prompts already and set that up in their mind that they've got some ideas of ways to overcome those barriers, then that's a really great so they, way. So they'd have built a more detailed picture of them doing the activity, which mm -hmm. presumably also helps with their recall and the, and the, the real implementation, yeah. Yep, exactly. So there's a few steps to teach back and we can have a little little role play if you'd like. Okay, I'll begin. <laughs> so um, the steps of teach back are to first explain the information and the second step is to then assess. So that's those questions we just looked at here, um, checking for understanding in a non-shaming way. The third step is then to clarify. So if the person then teaches back to us and there are some errors or we know that there's been a miscommunication, then we clarify, we explain again. And the final step is understanding. When we know that that information has been understood, then um, we can then move on. So have you got a little okay. situation we might be able to practice? Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll be the doctor. Is that, is that the plan? Okay. So um, let's say uh, you're a whole lot older and less healthy than you really are. Okay. Um, and you've got significant cardiovascular risk factors that have built up and mm -hmm. I think it would be a good idea for you to start using some medication to help manage that. Let's use a really ordinary scenario. Mm -hmm. I think some medication to help you with your blood pressure would be good. Okay. So, Taya, we talked about, we checked your blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And we checked it a number of times and, you, and at home we saw that your blood pressure was still high and then we talked about how that changes the risk for you having a stroke or a heart attack mm -hmm. in the future. And we can bring that risk down. And because of the other things going on for you, that risk, is, as we saw, was, was a, what I thought was a, a significant risk and you mm -hmm. seem to think it was a worrisome risk as well. Mm -hmm. So I think some medication will help because we found also, you know, Reducing your alcohol intake and your salt intake didn't wasn't enough to bring your your uh, your blood pressure down. So mm -hmm. I think uh, taking a tablet would be good. Now that's often a worry for people, mm -hmm. uh, but this will be a once a day tablet. Okay, I think it'd be good to take it at night, mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll do a check 
on your blood pressure and your kidney function in a month's time just to check that everything's going well. How does that sound to you? That sounds good. I think I can do that. So um, any worries about taking a tablet? Um, I'm just wondering, so if I go home and I take it after dinner or when I brush my teeth after dinner before I go to bed, would that work? That would be good. Okay. Would that work for you? Uh, that's, um, that would work for me as long as I don't have to take it without food because I would have just eaten. No, that doesn't really okay. matter about the food. All right, great. Okay, so that's good. So this is the tablet and um, here's a form for a blood test to do just before you come to see me in a month mm -hmm. and you've got that blood pressure machine at home. So here's also another form for you to write down some blood pressure readings just for like about five days before you come and see me again. Okay. Does that sound okay? Do you think um, mm. you can remember to do all those things? Uh, can I put some reminders in my phone for those five days? Sounds really smart. Okay, great. Then I should be able to remember it. Okay. Do you want to do that now or are you going to do that now? Can you help me do that? If you like. Wonderful. Okay. That's good. Okay. All right. How okay. did they go? How did I go? <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Um, would you like a critique? Yes, please. Wonderful. So I think that um, the questions that you asked me about, if I feel okay about that, if I was a patient, I would probably just say, yep, that sounds great. Um, and I might have got home and been not quite sure if I take my medicine just before I go to bed or if I have to take it before dinner. If you've just said in the night time, I wasn't exactly sure what that time frame means. Mm -hmm. um, and then the second part about the blood pressure and things, there were lots of instructions. So I think writing it down would help me um, in any situation. Right. So my default as I go into mm -hmm. role play mode was mm -hmm. to do the thing. I'm probably more worried about pushback to the concept of taking a tablet for mm -hmm. something where you have no symptoms and, mm -hmm. and that's what I'm more used ah, to doing. But sure. okay. perhaps not spending mm -hmm. the time on just checking that the factual mm -hmm. content and the instructions are actually understood, mm -hmm. which is a, 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 mm -hmm. a parallel issue to the issue of if you understand them, do you actually refuse to do them or have a have a mm. discomfort in doing them? That's a really good point. So often, I guess, when you say, do you feel okay about taking that tablet, people's questions would be about are there any side effects? Yeah. How else will it make me feel? Which is what um, we're probably most mm -hmm. used to doing as sure. GPs, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. but not focusing mm -hmm. on that earlier step of how much of this are you going to remember? Mm -hmm. Sure. And do you find that... Um, a one tablet a day instruction is usually okay, but then would that blood pressure be taken five days before the next blood test appointment? Uh, look, that's my practice sure. to, to do that. Mm -hmm. And would people normally do it or would mm -hmm. they forget? Mm -hmm. um, no, it's generally pretty good. Sometimes the blood pressure readings have been done or the blood test has been done way too soon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the timing, sure. you know, I'll see them in a month, but they did the mm -hmm. blood test as soon as they left the practice kind of thing. Ah, okay, right. So, so that's so interesting. So I have had mm. plenty of examples of, okay. of the content mm. getting mixed up. 
Yeah, that's really interesting. So that's that was my as soon as whenever I'm in a doctor's appointment and they tell me I have to do something in a month, I pull out my phone and I put it straight in. But I imagine a lot of um, patients if wouldn't only. do that. Yeah, exactly. So I know that often doctors will write those instructions down for me. Okay, so that's our little role play. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other resources that people could use? Absolutely. Um, If you do want to know more about Teach Back, there's some online training that's really great. It's it's an American website, but there's a 40-minute interactive online module that takes you through the basics um, and those types of questions to ask. And then there's also some um, different exercises that you can do that can actually contribute to um, continuing professional development. So there's a peer exercise where you can actually do an observation of somebody using Teach Back. And then there's also a self-reflection exercise um, and they're all available on that website. If you Google Teach Back, you can also find Is that it. all free? That's all completely free. Um, and it's a really, really great training. I've done it myself. Great. We like the price tag. Yep, the price tag is very good. Um, there's a few other things we can do to, to, um, to improve our communication. And the most important thing, a research paper has just been released about um, health literacy strategies and which are most important. And dropping the jargon using plain language is the single most effective thing that we can do. And so that could be things like when you mentioned to me, we're going to give you a tablet for your blood pressure instead of just saying the name of the tablet you actually told me what it was for. So you use plain language to explain that to me and explain why. Um, so that's that's one example. The other times that we can use plain language are even when we're um, explaining that in a month you'll need to go and get a blood test. Um, if we're giving people directions, all of those times can be times that if we say, oh, just pop around to pathology, that's something that lots of people might not understand that term pathology. So just thinking about things like that and the acronyms that we use every day. Um, and if we start to eliminate them from our instructions, then we're really on the road to. So I guess the teach back that we were talking about before mm-hmm. is one way to alert us to the jargon we've been mm. using. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, appropriately using. Yeah, if there, are, if there are questions that are popping up again and again, then maybe we can look at a plain language way to explain that or a different way. And the next, the other thing that we can do is also putting those most important points first. So um, we might have done teach back about, um, as you said, the medication, but um, actually that was fine and the thing that people were worried about was um, being able to do those following instructions so if that's the most important thing that people have to do, then we can talk about that and emphasise that and put it first. I would often struggle to say which is the most important. Mm. It's often it's a, mm-hmm. a sequence where everything's contingent on something else. Yeah. Mm. It can be tricky when we're speaking. In written communication, I think if we're doing a brochure or giving somebody a handout, I often find that only about half of the people actually turn the page over. So that says to me, if I put anything on the back page, it's not going to be read. But on, the yeah, exactly. But on the front, there is a lot of space for all of those things. So um, what else have we got? Three to five key points. So as you said, it's hard to sometimes limit it to that. Yep. And that's a mistake. I've probably seen more in junior doctors. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they understand this person's got all of these health issues and 
by golly, I'm going to teach them about all of their blood pressure management, all about what diabetes is and all about how their lung disease, all in the one visit. Mm-hmm. And I've gradually learned, it took me many years, don't even try. Yeah. You've got to split it up into bite-sized pieces. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, you you know you've got to build the relationship and the other things that that make the the listening work better too. Yeah, exactly. Which is in my list. It's the last one I think, which is being welcoming, which helps the listening, helps people to um, not put up barriers. You know, if you walk into a um, store and the shop assistant doesn't give you the time of day then straight away you put up barriers. You don't want to have a look right. around and you want to get out of there. So if I'm talking to my computer because I'm writing the progress notes, mm-hmm. it's just not so good as talking to the patient. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Let's, just before we wrap this, mm-hmm. let's think about how this applies for the practice nurses as well because oh. I think there's a, there's a huge mm-hmm. amount of interactions they have where all of this is still true. Mm-hmm. All of the work they'd be doing with lifestyle coaching, mm-hmm. all of that advice that goes as part of the health assessments, etc. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many areas where um, it crosses over in all of our work. I think that um, particularly when we're giving um, health promotion and health education, that there are so many things we're often asking people to do. Just keeping that in mind and keeping it limited to one session um, and chunking that information into manageable pieces and then being able to um, build on that the next time that we see people Um, and also about the whole environment that we're in, the welcoming environment, but looking at our signage, um, looking at any handouts that we have and just making sure that they do have plain language, that the important information is first, um, just to, you know, just be a little bit critical, just kind of step back a little bit from what we're doing and if we have um, a regular question that's often coming up, lots of people have been doing a lot of work around um, Uh, cancer screening, women's cancer screening. And so some people have asked us for things like a a kind of cheat sheet almost of responses to some of the common barriers that people come up with. And that can be something that can be really useful for everyone in the practice. That's great. And those resources can be found through the North Coast Primary Health Network website. They can. And the resources to help people check the literacy level and tips on how to prepare particularly written materials Mm -hmm. at this uh, LHD.health.newsofwales.gov.au. That's a joint program between the Primary Health Network mm-hmm. and the local health district and they're freely it available is. as well. It is. Everything's on there and you can just Google Northern New South Wales Health Literacy and you'll find that website as well. Brilliant. So there we are. There's the resources and there's Taya Prescott's contact details if you want to get more involved in this topic. I'm sure she would welcome Uh, contact around this issue and that's a wrap for number 13 of our patient centre medical home webinars and we'll be back in a couple of weeks with something incredibly useful (laughs) in your journey at improving the quality of how we care for our communities see you then browse our website for more information or get in touch to find out more about patient-centered medical homes